This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. This Start a new week. We're in a dimly lit room deep in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Scary, scary white supremacists. Woo! So, a couple of dozen idiot racists show up and have a rally. A rally. Using my finger quotes. It got so much media attention yesterday that they preempted the really big Sunday talk shows, in which case there was actually some pretty interesting stories that got obliterated. Right. Like Amorosa's big reveal on Meet the Press was not on on the West Coast. They can't be really happy with that. There are seriously more people in line at every single in and out burger in california at lunchtime every single individual one then we're at that rally and by the by i have no doubt that those were racist idiots but i heard the mainstream media this morning call uh, a couple of groups white supremacists that are clearly not white supremacists so in the same way that antifa is taken seriously as being anti-fascist when they're fascists and or orwellian fashion I don't even know who's a white supremacist, a supremacist anymore because they're calling everybody white supremacists. Lindsey Graham and Devin Nunez said some uh, pretty strong things on um, on the Fox show, but it was wiped out by the giant rally of a couple of dozen people. It's interesting. Media created nothing burger. God, we... we uh. The media wants bloodshed in the streets, don't they? Yes. Oh, yeah. They actually want that. 100%. Interesting. Anyway, we got a lot more on all that stuff coming up. And uh, God dang it. You know what? The fault is the person who hires uh, an already loathed character from one of your reality shows to come into the White House. But recording phone conversations in the White House or live conversations in the White House, that's a hell of a deal. In the Situation Room? Wow. Anyway, let's introduce everybody, starting with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing pretty good. Over the weekend, I brought some uh, good, comfortable tennis shoes, which I'm wearing this morning. Very Congratulations. My, my feet were just killing me. I, great, my, my old shoes. Yeah, give me a second. I want to call home and let Judy know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not... Your you know, life has really taken <laughs> off, you know? Yeah, it really These has. These are good times They're, for you. Some I, good stuff. I have a feeling that's not his point, everybody. No. Okay. Back to you, Michael. All right. So it's a sporting goods store, and I ordered online, and they have a special special place you go to the store and you can pick up because you've ordered online. So I walk in there and I've never done this before and then I'm not familiar with the store, but the manager's there and he gives me the drill sergeant treatment. <laughs> it was bizarre. And I said, "Hi, I've ordered online." You know where he goes, "Just follow the sign." <laughs> what? And so he points to this sign over there and so I walk over towards that direction. Well, the sign's just hanging over just a bunch of merchandise. There's no check stands or anything for no apparent reason and the sign is hanging just over doesn't even belong anywhere. It's just wow. by itself. And I say, I'm sorry, sir. I don't see the area or whatever. And so he yells again. And then finally, this sweet young girl goes, oh, I'll help you. Just ignore him. 
boy. Wow. What? <laughs> so I wonder if he's angry about online shopping. Is that what it is? I, I don't know, but here he is in charge, and the, the employees are openly saying, oh, he's an idiot. Just <laughs> Wow. Fantastic. They've employed the uh, the nut. And then what well, happened? Nutty. Yeah, and then so I go over to there, and they say, okay, now you need to scan your receipt, or your email. And they said, okay. And then it goes, it'll go over an intercom. And then somebody will go in the back and get it for you. And so I'm standing out there waiting five, ten minutes. And I, this whole thing, I just thought, you know what? This is why I just do Amazon. <laughs> yeah. They got to streamline the process. Man, everybody's oh trying to compete with Amazon, but that ain't going to do it. You That's order- not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> go to the store, get yelled at, and then stand there for ten minutes <laughs> right. wondering what to do. So. Yeah, you're right. I should support brick and mortar. I've had that happen many times. We get emails anytime I talk about shopping Amazon from, support us, you're killing us out here. It's amazing how often you go to a brick and mortar and they treat you like they're annoyed you're there. Yeah. Okay, I'll buy it online where I get it immediately for cheaper. Good luck with your not paying attention to your customers. Over by the sign! <laughs> what? There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, my legs are still on fire today. I uh, I, I played tennis for the first time in well over a decade uh, on Saturday. Uh, a little more than an hour on the on the courts. Um, it worked out well because uh, we got there right around the same time that like the seven and eight year olds were having their tennis lessons. So the skill level was about a flat. <laughs> like if there was a if a tournament just all of a sudden broke out, like I would have at least made the finals. It would have been competitive. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I did not stretch because I'm a moron. And uh, and yeah, now I'm I'm got got the old tiger. Like my glutes can't activate quite. I got mm. like the 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 hammies, the calves, all the way down to the the, the Achilles tendon. Oh, it's just sore. I'm well, just sore. You're a young man. I can tell you as a as an older. So man. So it gets but... better as I get older. <laughs> exactly. That's right. You're starting to see. You're starting to come to a reality that you're not going to enjoy. There's also the thing as you age is it, when you go to do something you realize when like when I was on the diving board. When's the last time I did this? Jeez, it might be 30 years since I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I snowboard. I'll snowboard. Gee, I sure, snowboarded in 25 years. <laughs> uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well, coming off quite an active weekend. And, gentlemen, I am proud to report once again, yep. I am bringing home the bacon. Oh, no, yes! You had a... <laughs> You had a blind date in which you met at a casino. No. Okay. Not my casino blind date, which took took quite a twist. The bacon is being provided by my financial investment in the PGA Championship, American Brooks Kepka, the big winner as are we. Wow. Man, you win a lot of money in these golf tournaments. Now, as for my blind date. Sunday, the woman I was supposed to meet at a casino called me in the morning and told me she was quitting smoking, and so she wanted to avoid any smoky places. Ah, yes, reasonable. Yeah, I said, that's fine. So we uh, met at a uh, bistro. (laughs) Took her to the dump. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Look at the compost. Look at it. (laughs) One of the reasons, it turns out, she wanted to meet me is that our mutual friend told her I had quit smoking mm. several years mm. ago. I was going to say, you had to mention that because you're a role model for people uh, who quit smoking. And she wanted to talk to me about how I did it. So we had a great lunch, and uh, we pretty much talked about quitting smoking. Mm. Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah. Well, you never know. So she you was just, using you. you. A user. You, you never know. You just, you just need an in. Yeah, a chance no. to sit down with someone and charm them. Very, very delightful uh, young lady. Uh, enjoys uh, Chardonnay. And uh, again, it so uh, was not, okay. What's you know? not to like? Right. Yeah, you're off and running. 
Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Monday, August 13th, the year 2018, we're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. The show starts under the sign, precisely according to FCC <laughs> rules and regulations at Mark. No, no. But, you know, they run a big operation, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that. Yeah. God damn it. I don't love you leaving at all. There you go. Now, is that John Barron, or is that the president? <laughs> so she recorded the conversation when she got fired with General Kelly yep. in the White House, then recorded a phone call from the president after she got fired, which is, well, you know, you see what I would do, Mr. President? I wouldn't hire somebody like her in the first place. That would that would help. But anyway, the rest of that coming up. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, I got to tell you, the saga of the Omarosa tapes continues. Uh, Unite the right And rally. we're supposed to believe that she's got the tape of where he drops an N-bomb. She's just holding that back? Okay. The Unite the Right rally does not pan out. Fear kept them away. And my friends, get ready for robot pizza. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I'd eat one right now. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. We have our weekly shower thoughts. Tickle your uh, intellect or something. Among other things. Yeah, the way uh, the way the uh, media world jerked everybody around on this whole nothing that was the march in Washington, D.C., really shouldn't have gotten any coverage at all. There are like a third as many people in this room right now as Um, we're at the big, scary white supremacist march. It's kind of interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Elon Musk says he's been in talks with a Saudi fund about taking Tesla private. Oh. So he's still on that. Wow. All right. We'll see. I just heard about a... reminded me of space, since that's one of his other things. There's a spaceship we got going that's going to touch the sun. Oh, yeah. Sun touchers. (laughs) Who's Um, sun? It's built to withstand a gazillion degrees or whatever. Right, exactly. That's wild. It's all about the heat shield. Take your sunglasses and sunscreen. I'd go with the 50 SPF. <laughs> Good. Mailbag. Speaking of science, very sciencey shower thoughts uh, this week. Enjoy those. But first, a freedom-loving quote of the day. This is one of my all-time favorites. This has been our freedom-loving quote of the day uh, several times from C.S. Lewis. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. Maybe better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity, meaning greed, may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. That's a good one. Although it probably beats uh, being under the heel of Bashar al-Assad. Yeah. <clears throat> With all due respect to Mr. Lewis's point. 
Jack, can you tell me the first number when when its name is spelled out to have an A in it? Starting at one and counting. A million. Uh, <laughs> it's actually 1,000. Oh, really? The first one with an A. Makes you stop and think, doesn't it? Except for the, well, the number I get, which is how I insist on pronouncing it, which has the A sound. Mm. I get. Uh, that's fascinating, <laughs> Jeff. Thanks for sending that along. Showstopper. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> Anyhow, Owen, <and> too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hello. So uh, here are your weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City, who's back from Yellowstone. You may remember he, he, he did a giant hike with his dad for six days, 101 miles. And uh, and uh, many memories. It was fabulous. Good for you, Rich. That's nice. Amish girls have no way of knowing if it's a romantic candlelit dinner or just a regular dinner. <laughs> wow. Come on. That's just... What? Is that uh, racist? It's racist <laughs> against the Amish. Cows must... <laughs> here's, here's another agrarian shower thought for you. Cows must really be happy that their favorite food is all over the ground. It's like walking on tacos. <laughs> funny my kids watch the movie version of uh what is it? it's rain and meatballs or whatever what's that called oh yeah 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 pretty damn funny movie though. cloudy with a chance of yeah. meatballs something yeah. Like that. yeah yeah that's a pretty damn funny movie because the mayor gets fatter in every scene <laughs> so he fills the whole screen by the end of the show <laughs> hilarious but uh, yeah having food all over the ground would seem good at first at this precise moment in history there are people living for months at a time in space while others are still hunting with spears in the jungle yeah well, it's uh, saying we're, we got the Space Force going at the same time. Your biggest concern on a, like a daily basis is some nut job m- mad about a religious decision a thousand years ago driving a big truck into you. Right. Which is about as low old school as you can get. Yeah, low okay. tech as you can get. Yeah. Uh, Celsius is like on a scale of zero to 100. How cold is this water? That's <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> And uh, one more science shower thought. Uh, you know what terminal velocity is, don't you, Jack? Sure. It's the idea that when an object falls, it hits a certain speed, and then it doesn't continue to uh, accelerate. Do we know why that is? Does anybody ever explain that? Einstein or Stephen hmm. Hawking or magic? I don't remember the why, but it is definitely true. Yeah. Thank goodness for terminal velocity, or else rain would be a lot worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's raining. My God, get your ah, helmets. Where are the kids? Where are the kids? Yeah. Can you imagine? Probably would have killed out humanity by now. Or we'd be a, a a cringing, cringing species. Terrified. Or we'd have, like, thick, bony plates all over us. <laughs> Who knows? That might be it, or we'd be sacrificing beasts to the rain gods on a daily basis. Yeah, Please don't kill terrified. me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here's a uh, marriage and birthdays is our topic here. As we move on to the correspondence proper. Happy Monday. Asking for a friend writes, eh, can I, well, it's anonymous. Asking for a friend. What is the appropriate punishment when one's spouse of 20 plus years forgets their birthday two years in a row? How do you know they forgot? That'd be my question. Ah, uh, you get to the end of the day and they ain't said a word. That doesn't mean they forgot. That means they forgot. No, it doesn't. What else could it mean? I guarantee you I know it doesn't mean I'm, it forgot. I am I am a fan of lawyerly arguments. Or is this not a lawyerly argument? No. It well I, don't I, think so. I stand for the prosecution. No, they remembered. They chose not to say anything uh, because they hate you. 
You can see that coming. Your Honor, can I have a moment? (laughs) And I know that happens. I have a moment with my client. Uh, They didn't forget. Oh, they remember. They're not going to say a word about it. Now, here's something that happens in my crazy head sometimes. I'll remember something at 10 Mm a.m. and then forget it for the rest of the day. Well, they could have forgotten. Yes, that's absolutely a possibility. But I'd say two years in a row... Certainly a possibility they just they're not going to acknowledge your birthday. For wow. some reason for some reason they're angry. Wow, this went in a hurtful direction. I know this happens. Oh, I don't deny it, but <laughs> so, I'm not sure that's the case here. And this poor woman now is probably reduced to, to blubbering tears. Well, you'd hate to forget two years in a row. So what did they do the first year? At what point did they remind them? I did doesn't say. It's very brief. Asking for a friend, don't you know? Mm-hmm. And she signs off J A J A N M V H. Jack and Joe are now my virtual husbands. God, I'll tell you what. Well, I'm prepared I, to uh, carry out my virtual husbandly duties. I don't forget. Am. I don't forget stuff like that. Um, I've never had a problem with that. But I, I did. Oh, geez, one of the years, I got accidentally reminded, and I thought, I'm not sure I would have remembered Durr. if if I hadn't if this <gasps> hadn't happened. It's like a brush with death on the yeah, highway. Yeah. Hey, you spend the rest of the day rattled. Moving along. I think it was our anniversary date. Birthdays are pretty ingrained in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if if it's like a crazy busy Tuesday or something, yeah, right, it can happen. Uh, that reminds me, somebody wrote in uh, for advice from the uh, advice pirate. Um, we'll, <laughs> may get to that later. Uh, let's see. Good morning. Please don't use my name, uh, Al the cop. Um, said uh, heard you guys talking about. A reporter making the point it's sad seeing children exposed to the high levels of anger at Trump rallies after standing on the line at protests where my patrol guard has been kicked and egged and seeing children with the protesters at midnight. I'd like to see the media discuss that. Doesn't fit the narrative, Al. You won't hear it. And also, he uh, more marital uh, tension. Recently on a road trip with family, had your show on live. I remember why I can't listen with my wife. First topic you discussed, she feels the need to talk over you and discuss the topic with me, which I'm happy to do when I'm not trying to listen to you guys list the facts and points about it. Very frustrating. So I'll be listening to that podcast, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Signs off, ILM, W-I-L-M, W-I-L-M, W. I love my wife, I love my wife, I love my wife. (laughs) Oh, Al. All right, and uh, let's see. You know, see, the, have... the, the, I ju- it just occurred to me, the couple I know where she stopped acknowledging his birthday out of some sort of spite, I don't know whatever happened to them. I lost touch of them, and I don't know what direction that went. I don't know if they worked that out or... Uh... If I were a betting man, wait a minute, I am a betting man. <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of optimism Probably for Probably not. Although no. I've gone through multiple birthdays like that. Yeah. Uh, we did get this final note from uh, Al or Anonymous, who works for the Department of Motor Vehicles, the DMV, don't mm-hmm. you know, at the state of California, and says, uh, the vast majority of us really want to do right by you and get you going. The state has made it impossible for us to staff properly. They don't plan. We're shorthanded. They've eliminated temporary positions, and it's just horrendous. Shocking. Omarosa recording the president in the White House. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So is this a brand new tweet from the president about Omarosa? Yes, indeed. Okay, so maybe we'll have you set up the story. And then we'll uh, we'll get to the president's response. By the way, I prefer if we go with Amarosa Manigault Newman, her entire name. 
I don't like her having a first one name like she share Madonna or Jesus or something. Whatever. Be- Whatever. I believe it's Omarosa. Whatever, sir. Omar. Ooh. You know, I never caught her act the first time around because I didn't watch the show then, and I just was aware that she was the villain of America in some reality show. Utterly amoral. Right. Is your brief summary. And, be, and became famous for that. Then, yes. then she gets hired in the White House. Inexplicably. Okay. Yes. Well, now to the news with Marsha Phillips. All right. Over the weekend, Omarosa Manigault Newman was on Meet the Press. She released a recording of the chief of staff, John Kelly, firing her, which happened in the White House Situation Room, a very high security area. If we make this a friendly departure, we can all be, you know, you can look at look at your time here in, in uh, the White House as a year of service to the nation, and then you can go on without any type of uh, difficulty in the future relative to your reputation. Does uh, the president, is the president aware of this? Uh, don't, let's not go down the road. This is a non-negotiable discussion. Omarosa is I saying... Like, I like that. This is a non-negotiable discussion. The, when I first... first, I, I've been in those. Yes. First thing yes. that struck me when I heard that is I thought the audio quality is really good on that. Do we know yes. how she recorded it? Supposedly on her Just smartphone. On her phone, yeah. yeah. But one thing we all have to get used to... Because yeah. recording somebody secretly, you used to have, used have to have thousands of dollars worth of equipment. I remember dreaming of having spy gear as a kid. Right. You know, you could order it out of the bag of for, magazines. For, to, for somebody to be wired would have cost many thousands of dollars of equipment. Right. And there'd be um, some sort of van outside the building yeah. with a giant antenna <laughs> right. on top. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you got to wire up the person right. with all these gizmos and hide <laughs> yeah. it under their jacket. Right. And now everybody carries the device around to do that. And apparently they let her sit in the room with her phone on, I guess. Omarosa says she was recording the whole thing because she was frightened. But it's very, very important, I think, that you understand that there are some serious legal issues that have uh, been violated, and um, you're, you're open to some legal action that uh, we hope, uh, I think, we can control, right? And with that, he left the room and turned her over to the lawyers and HR. Now, on the Today Show this morning, Omarosa released another recording, this one of a conversation she had with President Trump a day after being fired. Omarosa, what's going on? I just saw on the news that you're thinking about leaving. What happened? General Kelly General Kelly came to me and said that you guys wanted me to leave. No, nobody even told me about it. Nobody. You know, they run a big operation, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn it. I don't love you leaving at all. <laughs> all right. And now, then, now we've got today's tweet. Yes. Wacky Amorosa, who got fired three times on The Apprentice, now got fired for the last time. She never made it, never will. She begged me for a job. Tears in her eyes. I said, okay. People in the White House hated her. She was vicious, but not smart. I would rarely see her, but heard dot, dot, dot. And then has, has yet to follow up. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, at least we're keeping yeah. it classy. You know, on all ends. Now, the President of the United States is bad-mouthing a low-level employee who is fired. Well, why did you hire her in the first place? Because she had tears in her eyes. She was begging. Now, she said at one point over the weekend that Trump is start trying to start a race war, which is a heck of a charge. Oh, for God's sake. And Trump called her a lowlife when asked about her right. in front of reporters. So. Right. Now, here's a shocking disclosure by me, and it will lead to a larger point to be made in a moment or three. Uh, that's the first time I've heard any of those tapes. Because I had no internet all weekend long. Completely cut off from the world. Except for TV, and I watched golf. Uh, and uh, I want to tell you more about that. Specifically, the transition back into the real world this morning. 
<laughs> Omarosa also on Meet the Press was claiming she personally heard a tape of Trump using the N-word during filming for NBC's The Apprentice. So she she says there's a tape out there. Naggers. Of right. The, of the president dropping an N-bomb, but... but for whatever reason, that person is hanging on to that tape. She had discovered the person who had the tape. She went to see them and under the, you know, uh, dark of night. Uh, but anyway, it was all very secretive, and she can't reveal who that person is. But she claims she's heard the outtakes from, I think, uh, what, The Apprentice? I believe that's the accusation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. you know, I think she's full of crap, but... I thought that when she initially last week said she had tapes, and I thought, no, she doesn't. And then mm. she released them over the weekend. So, uh, who knows? Well, I would just like to request that everybody who is associated with the Armstrong and Getty show uh, not use anything approaching a serious voice when discussing this woman and her hijinks. Unless you're talking about allowing somebody to be taping something in the Situation Room, right. we're not more careful than that. Although I guess the situation was she needed to be fired in the situation room that day. So I don't know. But anybody using anything approaching a serious voice will get a nasty look from me. Because this is <laughs> this is pure stupidity. Well, it, it becomes it becomes a real story if there's a tape of him dropping an N-bomb. Just because you know it would be a thing. It would be a giant thing. Yeah, all right. It fine. would be a giant thing. Great, the, but she doesn't have one. None of this stuff on tape... It's just it's just interesting to hear the private conversation. I mean, I was kind of interested. So this is what it sounds like to get fired by the chief of staff in a White House. Hmm. Sounds a lot like getting fired in the regular world. Right, right. Yeah. Trump kind of role-playing, and I don't know how much I right. believe that conversation of, oh, I didn't even know. Oh, right. right. Like, that's kind of interesting to me. Yeah. That, that's, I like his, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Come on. <laughs> Not very convincing. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the other people you work with when you get fired, pretending they didn't know and acting like they're bothered. Oh, <laughs> so did she? Does she claim to have possession of the N bomb tape? Well, or she just no, heard it somewhere. No, she heard it, and I she because I was going to ask. So yeah. it's cynically, is she going to release that for her second book or what? If she, she has it, she she knows who has it and yeah. went and talked to them over the weekend. Really, I find mm-hmm. that hard to believe. And but. her book comes out tomorrow, which usually, I, I don't know, maybe there'll be a slight tapering off of the Amorosa stories after her book is released. I don't know. It, 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 to me, if there's any significance to this whatsoever, is the president allowed someone like her in the freaking White House. What yeah. is that? Yeah. The thing I'm wondering is how many tapes does she have? I mean, she's got. She might have recorded every conversation anybody ever had with her. Yeah, I, I want to know more about uh, what John Kelly was saying. What legal difficulties might she be facing? She, what was he talking about? She, you know? I only know a couple of them, but she was the whole tape's like three minutes long yeah. or something. But she was using vehicles she's not supposed to use and just uh, stuff like that you're yeah. not supposed to do. Yeah. Just kind of petty, but you're acting like you get to do whatever you want, not Above following the law. The, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, and it's taxpayer money, and et cetera, et cetera. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Should have made her drop and give him 20. I don't doubt that, as the president said, everybody in the White House hated her. That wouldn't surprise me. Because a lot of the people, the legitimate people in the White House, that, you know, have degrees in this or experience with that or whatever, probably thought, what the F is she doing here? (laughs) She was on The Apprentice a couple of times. (laughs) Wacky Omarosa. I don't love that you're uh, gone. Damn it. Now this, now this tweet? Come on. What's going on? It's just a step above hiring meatloaf. 
<laughs> really is. Um, the war in Syria is about to turn um, uh, more deadly, for, for, perhaps, for United States troops, which gets our attention, or it should. We're going to talk to Liz Sly from the Washington Post in a little bit, uh, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Couple of interesting things we're going to talk about later in the program. First of all, Marshall's going to have his newscast that that the guy up in Seattle who got in a plane and flew it around and stuff. And oh yeah, that's a what a weird story that is. Yeah, 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 and touching. And also, um, the 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 giant march of uh, racists in front of the White House that turned out to be like a dozen people or whatever it was. Uh. Um, how, how do these how do these fringe groups get so much attention? Well, there there is a theory out there now, and some people have done some investigating. It might be the same couple hundred people posting on all these different sites and having the conversations, right? And then the media reports on all of it, and it just it just grows and grows. It's weird. Which anyway. anticipates my point, more or less. So I had no internet service all weekend long, and I, I because of where I live, I don't really have cell service if I don't have internet service. So I had to go to the end of my driveway where I'd get, like, a bar or two if I needed to talk to somebody. I talked to my parents, and it was a little like trying to communicate with the French underground in the days of WW2, kind of crackly, difficult-to-hear radio transmissions from below my farmhouse but uh it, it, so i didn't i didn't have the news headlines come across i spend a lot of time usually on the weekend uh i get news alerts from everybody and so i read lots and lots of articles about what's going on but i didn't this weekend and i didn't really watch much news because judy and i had a couple of things going on we actually saw some friends which was great and and had some yard work we wanted to do so i was c- completely divorced from the news so i flip it on this morning and i got up extra early and uh, and was listening to some of the news and flipping through headlines. And I tell you what, just 48 hours of a disconnect from the news, I thought, my God, that story's stupid. That story has no impact on anybody's life, but they're acting like it's, uh, you know, a cataclysm. And, and the enthusiasm that a couple of uh, Alphabet Networks had for the minutiae of the ongoing Russia thing, um, Russia investigation and what Mueller might do next and the rest of it, I thought... That's divorced from all reality, because I spent the weekend talking to a bunch of people, informed people, smart people, involved people, voters, people who follow the news, etc. And nobody gave a damn about any of this stuff, not even a little bit. And, I, I, you know, if we went away for a week or two, I think I might need some sort of, you know, uh, some sort of counseling to get back into the news flow. It is so... Uh, the outrage on the news, the enthusiasm on the news, the content of the news is so clearly manufactured. Uh, yes. I don't well, watch the news. Uh, son, that is a good decision. And I'm we, proud of you, boy. And, and we, among others, benefit from that in making our livings. But um, yeah, uh, Although, the, we take a mocking tone if if the, the tone ought to be do. mocking. Oh, we do? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do, apparently. <laughs> so, so it, it, God, you know what my youngest son does when I'm talking to him? He goes like this with his hands. Oh, no. Yeah. The yap, yap, yap yeah. sign. Oh, Lord. Not cool. Oh, my. No, not, not no, cool. No, we can't have that. He rolls his <laughs> eyes while he's doing that. Oh, God. Oh, boy. 
He is something. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, the sweet spot, uh, in theory, because I haven't done this, I haven't unplugged from the news for more than a couple of hours in many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the sweet spot, it would seem to me, is if you can go more than 72 hours, you can miss an entire story because things come and go so fast. Right. In, in three days, you'll have the buildup of a story. Here's something that happened or a wrinkle on a bigger story, like another wrinkle in Russia or something like that. You'll have the response and then the fallout. We'll all and then it will never be mentioned again, ever again. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the big whatever the biggest story of that the day was happens, yeah. will never be mentioned again right. forty eight hours later. So if you can do seventy eight two hours, you'll miss many stories. You'll never have had to live through them and they'll be gone forever. Which yeah, is I really I weird. No, wait a minute. No, I don't. <laughs> which is really weird about our modern news cycle. But I thought when I came back to it and and uh, something which annoyed me in particular Today, the wildly overblown coverage of the giant, giant white supremacist rally in D.C. Seriously, you could get more people to show up for Save the Cephalopods than showed up in D.C. for this. And, and the, uh, the, uh, the coverage leading up to it. What's was, a cephalopod? It's like a mollusky creature, I believe. Mm. It's, it's some sea creature. Mm. I remember seeing that at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Well, I don't want them abused. Well, right. No, who does? Who's with me? One, two, three. It's cephalopods we want to see. Four, <laughs> five, six. Something. Anyway, um, but uh, flipping on this morning and the overheated coverage of how nothing happened. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, the... Uh, uh, the calling groups that aren't white supremacists, white supremacists, the fact that the actual white supremacists uh, uh, numbered fewer than a high school volleyball team, the uh, then calling Antifa anti-fascists when they're the opposite, I thought, wow, that which isn't manufactured is just stupid. And it reminded me of like... <laughs> Once or twice in my life, I've been watching a sports game, really engaged in it. And, like, uh, the manager's angry at a call, and he's screaming at the umpire. And the umpire's yelling back at him. My wife will walk into the room and look at it, just shake her head and walk out of the room again. Because she, having not gotten swept up in it, sees a couple of people acting like lunatics in a way that is indefensible. And so thinks, I'm not engaging in this, and walks away. And that's the way I felt this morning. Come on, Daddy! (laughs) You gotta give us a shot. Give us a shot, Daddy. You put me in the jackpot here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a clip we all enjoyed from a couple of weeks ago, right? And so I just—that's <laughs> the feeling I had. I looked at the news media, and it was like a couple of uh, uh, baseball players screaming at each other. I thought, boy, the, uh, there's something wrong with you people. Who could take this seriously? God, yeah. the mainstream media is terrible. They're just, they're feverish. They're so desperate for ratings. You know what I didn't hear once out of the coverage of the the, the non-event that was the, uh, the the white supremacist march? Yeah. I didn't hear anybody say, you know, maybe there's not near as many white supremacists as we've been saying. Yeah. I never heard anybody say <laughs> oh, no. that. Well, see, that's the unfortunate thing. Because that is one of your lead themes to get eyes and ears these days is this horrifying threat from the resurgent clan and the rest of it. Right. It's like, where? Who? What? What are you talking about? Got a handful of yahoos, please. The news media depends on them, though. I swear to God, I'll bet CNN and MSNBC are funding these groups because they need them. Do you know the Russians were involved at some level? Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Sewing division is their, uh, you know, mission number one. Yeah. Damn Russians. That's who you ought to be concerned about. It was interesting how they were handling... Live continuing coverage on the Armstrong and Getty show about the Russian threat. 
Omarosa on uh, MSNBC uh, yesterday because they 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 had an all black panel discussing it and um and they hate Omarosa from they they've always hated her because she was supportive of Trump right so she was a turncoat to her race exactly and uh, so and, and now on Aunt Thomasina so yeah. So it's difficult to figure out what to do with it. Well, it was hilarious because she was openly mocked by the media when she was hired, openly mocked throughout her tenure in the White House. But now that she's turned on Trump, she is the toast of the town and on all the shows. And they're fighting to book her. Meet the press, yeah, took right. her took her very seriously at this point. Right. Does that not tell you everything you need to know? Yeah. I just thought I, I thought it was interesting listening to somebody getting fired in the White House. I mean, you know, I don't know. Oh, that, don't, that part was cool. I don't know what it, didn't Listen, know what it sounded like. This can be a really comfortable parting, an easy thing. There are legal uh, percussions that could happen, repercussions. Or you could just resign. So we're and at- I have a feeling General Kelly just stares at you. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he looks down at his papers. <laughs> Um, we're at the end game in Syria, it seems like, and this is where the United States might get involved in the fighting, which Uh-oh. could be ugly. We're going to talk to Liz Sly, who we love from the Washington Post, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.